The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, and anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina. The editor at Sons of Liberty Media.com, and for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here on Tuesday morning. If you want to check us out online, Please do so, sonsoflibertyradio.com and sonsoflibertymedia.com. In fact, if you want to watch the video portion of the radio show, that's right, you can see the faces made for radio, head over to sonsoflibertymedia.com, and uh, we are going live right there on the right side of the page. And unfortunately, I didn't turn off my sounds here. Give me one moment. <laughs> There's lots to do in the morning, and sometimes I just forget certain things. Um, and I'm sure I'm going to have friends from foreign lands trying to call me or message me because they see that I'm doing something and disrupt what I'm doing here. <laughs> All right. If you want to check out the um, <clears throat> live feed, you can go there, sonslibertymedia.com, right there on the right. There's two feeds, actually, that are set up. One is for Bradley in the afternoon. That's on the top. And then the one underneath is me in the morning. Uh, you can also watch that live video feed on my Twitter account at FPPTim. Periscope is setting brush fires. Twitch is setting brush fires. We're also on Facebook at Bradley Dean SOL. Our YouTube channel, which is currently under a 14-day ban, uh, that should be up, I think, first part of next week, maybe. Um, B. Dean, Sons of Liberty. We're, all, we're broadcasting right now on the Setting Brush Fires one on YouTube. Beforeitsnews.com. Michael Roach has been kind enough to give us a spot over there, and uh, we are up on the front page there. DLive.TV at The Sons of Liberty. Also, uh, you can catch us there. We appreciate new friends over there at DLive. And also, Spreely Gab, Me, We Minds, and USA.life, Sons of Liberty, and Sons of Liberty Media, if you want to catch us there. Uh, my name is Tim Brown. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you want to call in, 215-867-8255, 215-TOP-TALK is where you can catch us. If you'd like, call in and make a comment about what we're going to be talking about today. Now, I'm going to give you a couple of things before I get to the main deal here, which is going to be... I mean, one of the most ridiculous things, if you are an actual Second Amendment supporter, let me let me put what I actually mean about an actual Second Amendment supporter. You'll want to hear this for a good laugh, except it's really no laughing matter because this is pretty serious stuff what these people are promoting, okay? <clears throat> then you'll want to hear this, uh, and let me let me define that. You support the Second Amendment as it is written. One, the idea of a well-regulated militia, 
and two, the individual God-given right to keep and bear arms. Unrestricted, unregulated. Because look, as far as I'm concerned, you can have a bazooka if you're an upstanding citizen who obeys the law, there's there's nothing to feel fear from you. It's not like you're going to go out and use it against my house. Okay? Now, if you're a person that wants all kinds of restrictions, regulations, this, that, and the other over every little thing, then you are one who contributes to the idea of big government, whether you like it or not. You do contribute to that. And you contribute to the restriction of liberty. Okay? It's, there's just no way around it. All right? Now, before I do that, let me give you a couple of things. One is good news. Uh, Our health and wellness expert, Kate Shimarani, messaged me last night. They dropped all of the charges against her and Fiona. And if you don't know who Fiona is, uh, she's the lady who was running the camera there with Kevin the day they were on Downing Street that we covered live here on the show. That's been about three or four weeks ago, I think. So all their charges were dropped. She got a good attorney, okay? Uh, And the attorney said that the whole thing was bogus anyway. It's a PR stunt. That's what it was. Uh, A little muscle there, hopefully to scare some people from not showing up, I guess, on the 26th um, at Trafalgar Square. In any case, that's some good news that we got last night. The other thing is, and I'm just going to touch on this just a little bit, okay? If Trump has actually had COVID... Which I just, I question all that. Okay? Come off a really bad debate thing with Biden. And now pulls into this COVID stuff. And then the the most miraculous, quickest, fastest, hugest, most historic, never before in history, recovery. Right? I mean, that's what it is. It's it's so historic. It's so... um, like him, unlike anybody else, that do you know what they're doing to celebrate this? Check this out. You can pre-order a $100 Trump defeats COVID commemorative coin at the White House gift shop. You have got to be kidding me. This is absolutely incredible. And do you really think they're going to use experimental drugs and things like that on Trump? I, I'm just, I'm just, I'm, I'm just questioning. This is the guy who used hydroxychloroquine, right? You were told this is all those doctors that stood out in front of um, Capitol Hill, wherever it was they were, and they stood there and they told you this is the thing, along with zinc, this is the cure, this is what we've seen. This guy's been taking it. And he's wearing his mask, too. This is just to instill more fear in the people. Yeah, he's chosen by God, but... (laughs) He's bringing your judgment, people. He's bringing your judgment. Here's the White House gift shop. Historic moments in history coin. President Donald J. Trump defeats COVID with icons of his entire first term. Limited edition. It's only $100 for a fake coin. A <laughs> hundred bucks. Now, if you don't think this is more of this 
Trump idolatry. Let, let me, just for the viewing audience, let me show you these. 24 karat gold Trump banknote collector series. This is set two. Uh, there's another set here. Um, $129.95. The retail price is 200 bucks. And look at, look at what they're doing here with Trump. They're turning him into Hawkeye and uh, what's this? A doctor, what's his name? Strange and Superman and, and um, Captain America. And you can spend $130 of real Monopoly money for fake, fake money. Really fake money. You, you can spend it on that if you want to do that. Uh, it's absolutely incredible. It really is. Good morning, bots. Uh, good to see all you Trump bots in there and Trump trolls. We appreciate your support and commenting. Um, yeah, so that's that's more uh, funny money that's out. And then, of course, you can go to the Donald Trump store and you can you can spend real money on. Well, let me change that. You can spend real monopoly money from the Fed on real fake money, real fake fake money provided by. The Trump team at the Donald Trump store. And you can spend a lot of money, just like you can over at these other places that I've talked about. Um, you would think they would get a clue, and they would instead of a uh, gold-plated Trump bullion bar, they would actually do a real gold, a real gold bar, right, that they would sell. At least that would have real value, Okay. It would have real value. Okay, all right. So I went over that, uh, and um, somehow I think my lighting needs to go up just a tad because I'm having a little bit of an issue with uh, things not being so crisp. So I apologize for that, but I don't. Maybe it needs to be just turned up just to her, and um, I noticed that a minute ago. Okay, so here's what I want to get to. Because I ran across this the other day. I think it was on Saturday. My son does uh, our gun site. He, he runs the gun site and, and posts over there on our gun site. And I ran across this headline <laughs> in which there was an attorney who stated how President Trump saved our gun rights from Obama's bump stock straw man. Now, you may say, well, why are you on about the bump stock? This is, this is several years ago. This is three years ago, actually. Well, the reason is, is because I didn't, I didn't really talk about some of the things that have come out regarding the Las Vegas shooting. Remember that? October the 1st, 2017. And everything that went on there, uh, uh, Rebecca, it's not about liking, it's about the law. And I'm going to hit that in a minute. It's not about personalities at all. Although personalities do come into it, it's about hold, upholding the law. So if you're willing to listen to what I say with regard to the law, then you may just happen to agree with us. Okay? So here's what um, here's what went on. I mean, I've heard some stuff, Okay? I've heard a lot of stuff. I've heard a lot of justification of the violation of the law by this administration. Just like the previous one. Lawbreakers all. 
Whether they break it a little or a lot, they're lawbreakers. As James says, if you violate the law in one place, you end up violating the whole thing. You're called a lawbreaker, right? Okay. So here's one of the things that, uh, that, that gets me. We just had this anniversary of the Las Vegas shooting. Does, you guys do remember why the whole bump stock thing, the, the ban came into view, right? You remember that, right? Because it was reported that bump stocks were used or they were on the weapons of the guns found in the Mandalay Bay hotel room. Okay? And the interesting thing is, from what I saw in the images, the bump stocks were on guns that had bipods. Now, my friend Bobby Powell pointed out, and it's true, those work against each other. Because in order to use a bump stock, one, you can't just throw a bump stock on there and go out there and it automatically... you got to learn how to hold that thing properly. You really do. I'm going to show you some of that in a minute uh, for those who are in the viewing audience. You don't just put it on and it just does it. you got to practice with that thing. But it does give you control, a far greater control in a semi-automatic gun than a fully automatic one. Okay? So they set that up for that. Well, there was a number of things that were that began to take place after that. The bump stocks started to be demonized. Okay? They began to, those began to be demonized and the Trump administration wanted to go after it and so did his ATF. That that's part of his administration, folks. The Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms and Explosives convenience store. They wanted to go after them. So there is this New Jersey attorney by the name of Evan Knappen. And he's the one who made this claim. Trump saved our gun rights from Obama's bump stock straw man by banning them. Now, I'm going to read to you what he said, and I'm going to show you some problem, a, a lot of problems with what he says. And then I'm going to address a couple of things with Trump and guns, Okay. The ATF is not allowed to rewrite the law or redefine the law. Let me make clear. They were given a definition of what is supposed to be a fully automatic weapon. Okay? The the ironic thing here is the Obama administration, their ATF, actually upheld that in approving the bump stocks. By the way, they also upheld that in what's called an echo trigger. If you're not familiar with an echo trigger, and they, they have some different names for them, but I know Fostech is the one who cre- who made the echo trigger. And the echo trigger is different than the bump stock, but it wasn't banned. And so when you pull the trigger, it fires. And when you release the trigger, it fires. You go, well, doesn't that not fall under the definition for one pull of the trigger, one shot? Yes, it does, but you have to understand the process they went through. The first time they put it through, the ATF says, no, you can't have this. You're going to have to do something to where when you pull the trigger, you can put that on safety, and that means one shot. So they did that. It still works, though. Pull the trigger, a shot, release the trigger, a shot. Again, the law itself is unconstitutional. Nowhere in Article 1 did we give Congress any authority to be regulating or restricting arms in that way. We just didn't give them authority. In fact, the Second Amendment is clear. The right to keep and bear arms doesn't say of 
what kind, whether they're fully automatic, whether they're a knife, a sword, or whatever the case may be, that's not to be infringed. But they're infringing on it all the time. So the law is bad in the first place, okay? But it is there. And it needs to be, all that stuff, any of the restrictions and all on arms needs to be done away with. It just needs to be done away with. So what ATF did was they went in and redefined what the law actually stated. And we said this was a problem when they did it. We were reporting on that when it happened. This is a problem. They're getting ready to do this. Then I want to remind you that our Constitution says Congress, who's the only legislative body that we have, the executive branch, the president, nobody else writes law. Nobody. Actually, they end up doing it, but they're doing it in violation of the Constitution, whether it's a judge. This is why Roe v. Wade is not law. They don't have that authority. This is why homosexual sodomite marriage is not law, because the Supreme Court doesn't have legislative authority. And neither does Congress in those areas, those specific areas, because we didn't give them authority for that. Okay? So we come down here, and the Constitution says that no ex post facto law can be written. Now, if you don't know what ex post facto law is... Let's say that uh, today, this pen, okay, is legal, and Congress comes in or and, and writes a law and says these kind of pens are no longer legal. And in fact, if you have one, you have to destroy it or you become a criminal. That's ex post facto law. Something is legal one day, all of a sudden they make it illegal the next day, and they apply it backwards. Okay. So, in essence, the Trump administration, one, didn't leave this to to Congress, and two, they went and made it ex post facto, the ban on bump stocks, which meant if you were a business, if you were a dealer, if you were a person who um, had had one of these bump stocks, you were automatically a criminal, a federal criminal. By owning and possessing that, if you didn't get rid of it or turn it in. Okay? In fact, it was so bad. I'm going I'm to give you an example down here in just a little while. There's a guy down in Texas who, I believe it was his business, he had 75,000 of these. Several businesses were making the bump stocks. And the Trump administration... Shot it down. So you want to talk about hitting the economy? (laughs) I guess they weren't essential businesses, right? But instead of doing that, and again, Article 1, Section 9, Clause 3 is where that you can find the ex post facto clause in the Constitution that expressly forbids Congress from doing that. And it doesn't give any authority to the executive branch to do it either. Okay? Now, this guy Knappen a New Jersey attorney, he wrote this for Emoland.com. And I'm going to read you out of the article that I did that I pulled from him on this. And I just want you to listen because in the comments section, it was absolutely incredible. (laughs) Some people were going, was this meant for Babylon B? (laughs) Because they just couldn't believe somebody would write something so stupid and lawless. Because it is lawless. Okay, So here's what he says. This is what Mr. Knappen wrote. 
Do you believe that Obama's ATF was so benevolently pro-Second Amendment that it approved bump stocks without an underlying anti-gun political purpose for doing so? Well, no, I'm not necessarily saying that, but they did keep with at least the instructions they were given. Again, I think even the even these instructions are unconstitutional, okay? Here's what he writes. Bump stocks were part of the Obama-Biden-Holder-Clinton-Democrat plan to ban all magazine-fed semi-automatic firearms, a goal that now presidential candidate Joe Biden still wants to see imposed on honest gun owners. Bump stock firing uses the recoil of a semi-automatic firearm to shoot multiple rounds in rapid succession similar to fully automatic machine gun fire. By making semi-automatic firearms act significantly more like machine guns, they don't act like that. They just fire faster. It's still one pull of the trigger, one bullet fired. This is, they don't, uh, anyway. A semi-automatic gun ban would be easier to sell to the gun-ignorant public. Now, this gun-ignorant attorney, I'm going to show you how he stands it on his head with the thing that, that Trump just did, okay? So just, just hang on. President Trump surgically removed the threat. No, President Trump and his ATF violated the Constitution and your rights and put a lot of businesses out of business and committed and, and made criminals out of people who are law-abiding the day before. Conflating fully automatic firearms with semi-automatic firearms has been part of the anti-gun playbook. Look, see, this is why we shouldn't even get in. This is what they have us in a debate over. Let me just let me just get that. This is what they have people in a debate over. The, the federal government does not have the authority to outlaw, to ban fully automatic weapons. In fact, you can get fully automatic weapons. You just got to pay an extra tax. I, look, they can call it what they want, a fee, uh, this, that, and the other. It's a tax. That's what it is. You can still get one of those if that's what you want to do. Okay? So it, they're not. They're out for your money. They're out to control you. And they have no constitutional authority to be putting restrictions on fully automatic firearms. Okay? They don't. And when you, this is the part where they get you. They get you into this argument about something they have no authority over. Well, should we ban fully automatic? Should we not ban? Should we ban semi-automatic? Well, it's none of your business. You shouldn't be banning any of it. You weren't given authority for it. Okay? So here we go. This has been part of the anti-gun playbook before the first assault weapon, quote-unquote, law was ever passed in the United States. Josh Sugarman, executive director and founder of the Violence Policy Center and mastermind of the assault weapons issue, wrote the following in his 1988 manifesto, Assault Weapons and Accessories in America. He writes, Assault weapons, menacing looks, couple menacing looks, it's a scary gun. <laughs> you can get one of these little pea shooters and it'll kill you just as bad as the scary looking gun. All right? This is just goofy. This is, but this is, this is how they corral the public into thinking. Their menacing looks, coupled with the public's confusion over fully automatic machine guns versus semi-automatic assault weapons, anything that looks like a machine gun is assumed to be a machine gun, can only increase the chance of public support for restrictions on these weapons. Well, here's the thing, folks. Since we are not a democracy, even though President Trump and all the yahoos up there uh, who continue their parade against our rights and our freedom, 
since they can't seem to understand that we're not a democracy. We are a republic. And our Constitution guarantees a republican form of it. That means there's law in place. And our ultimate law restricts government. It doesn't restrict us. The Constitution does not restrict you and me. It restricts the representatives. And we didn't give any authority for any of this stuff. I don't care. Look, this whole will of the people thing, the will of the people is the Constitution. That's it. That's it. And if you're not authorized to do something in the Constitution, you shouldn't be doing it. And this is the issue here. This guy's playing on public support for restrictions on these weapons. Well, how about we get some public support for the Constitution that says, hey, you have no authority to do that. Stay out of it. I don't care how emotional people get overseeing a scary-looking gun. You have no authority here. Why are we not putting them to that? That's the question you ought to be asking those asking for your vote. Hey, you're going to support the Constitution? Okay, let's just let's break that down. When you put forth all these policies and things you want to do, where did you get that? Article, section, and clause, clause, please. Where did you get that in the Constitution? And if you can't explain it, if you can't cite it and then explain, okay, here's a found, here's Founding Father in context what they meant by that, then you don't deserve our vote. But we won't do that. We're caught, We're too caught up in the mess that we're in. We're too caught up in the two-party system that our founding fathers warned us about. This trampling all over our rights. Here's Mr. Knappen again. From day one, it was shamelessly admitted that the quote-unquote stupid public would confuse semi-automatics with full automatics. Well, there are some stupid people. Let me change that. There are some stupid people on the matter, and there are some ignorant people. There is a difference. Okay? Some people just don't know. They don't know the difference, and they don't care to know the difference. And there are some people who do know, and they ignore it anyway. So they confuse semi-automatics with full automatics, which can only increase the chance of public support for restrictions. Again, I don't care if everybody in America but me and the merry band of many men and women in our chat room and you guys on Red State Talk Radio stand and say, that this is unconstitutional. I don't care if everybody in the country wants to do it. It's unlawful. Okay? Thankfully, the NRA and pro-Second Amendment advocates embarked on a successful public education campaign about semi-automatics, and with time, the public better understand the differences between semi-automatic and fully automatic. Well, that's good. You know, the NRA has their problems, and they've sold out our rights a long history. They've done some good things, too. Don't get me wrong. They've done some good things. I'll have in the archive uh, the history of how the NRA has sold, sold our rights out. I'm just telling you. I'm glad other Second Amendment groups have come up, though, okay? I, I, I'm glad they have because they've held the NRA at least from going way off the deep end there. So here's Mr. Knappen again. To revive this tactic, however, bump stocks became the new vehicle to push a semi-automatic gun ban. Hmm. Okay. Joe Biden's current position is to follow through on this end-run gun ban, and he's quite open about it if you can read so on his official website. And there's a link here. Biden wants to, quote, regulate possession of existing assault weapons under the National Firearms Act. Currently, the National Firearms Act requires individuals possessing machine guns, silencers, and short-barreled rifles to undergo a background check. It's not necessary. (laughs) This is... This... 
Do you have to go through a background check to, to, ex, to exercise any of your other God-given rights that are supposed to be protected, not given, by the Constitution? No. This is stupid. This is you having, This is the exact opposite of the American way. This means you have to prove your innocence. You're assumed to be guilty. That's what a background check is. I'm just telling you. Okay? I'm just telling you. He says, they have to go undergo a background check and register those weapons with the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. Do you get that? A national registry. Now this, I'm going to tell you, and pay, pay close attention. This thing that they're trying to get people roped in, I'm going to hit this in just a minute, into a national reciprocity of a concealed weapons permit is setting up for a registry. You watch and see, because as soon as you make it a federal issue for this, they're going to have to have a database to pull from. Where are they going to get that? Hmm? Where are they going to get that? You better think long and hard about it. The Second Amendment is the permit. It is the right to keep and bear arms. It doesn't say whether it's concealed or not. The fact of the matter is, that is the permit. Joe Biden plans to put every semi-automatic rifle into the category of machine gun under the NFA of the National Firearms Act. This would ban all future production of semi-automatic firearms and require every uh, every currently existing semi-automatic gun owner to register and pay a $200 tax per gun. <laughs> you already you already have it. They want you to pay. They want you not only to register it, they want to take 200 bucks out of your pocket for those guns that you've already paid for. See? See what I'm telling you? Money and control. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. And this is Joe Biden. So for you people who say, well, you're just, you're just pushing Biden. Well, then I don't know how to deal with stupid people like that. I just don't know how to deal with stupid people who don't see that I'm pointing out both of them have problems. Yeah, uh, Hang on, Rebecca. We're getting there. We're getting there. Because this is the Trump administration violating the law, the Constitution, with a bump stock ban. They had no authority to do. Bump stocks were not the first Obama administration scheme to ban semi-automatic firearms. Obama has a documented history of trying to do this. Of course he does. He did it after Sandy Hook and all this other. With his executive orders and going to the CDC for you know studies, that which, again... Why are we paying some of this stuff? We're doing it now with COVID and all. What is the deal here? Where is any of that authorized in in the um, in the Constitution? Huh? Where is it at at all? Thankfully, his first plan to push a semi-automatic gun ban, the Iron Pipeline Gambit, failed. There were three parts to this political setup. First, Obama required multiple rifle reporting by border state FFL dealers, something not found anywhere in the law. Well, none of this is found in the law, Mr. Knappen. Go back to the Constitution. I don't care if they write. They can write all kinds of pretended law they want, but if it undermines the law that restricts them, not us, they're criminals. They're They're violating the law. Second, Obama changed the 4473 firearm transaction record form to ask whether one was Hispanic or not. What difference does that make? And furthermore... Uh, we know that Joe Biden's on record of saying we don't have enough people to prosecute people who lie on their 4473 form. <laughs> They're not interested in that. 
They're not interested in prosecuting criminals. They're interested in making a criminal out of you, America. Both of them. Both political parties. They want to make a criminal out of you because they are servants, not of you, even though that's what they're supposed to be under our Constitution. They're servants of the Corporation of the United States of America. And their job is to make money. And to have control over you. That's what the real deal is. Okay? He goes on, he says, This is the only race that foreign purchasers are subjected to affirmatively admit or deny. Um, and, and here again, then this guy wants to go to Jewish or African. Look, there's one race. It's the human one. Okay? It really is. And this just shows you that these people don't believe in God. They believe in evolution. This is why they keep pointing to races. They want to separate us out as races. There's one. It's a human. Okay? Obama's final step was to push the operation fast and furious. But after the death of Agent Terry, Brian Terry, from an Obama-supplied firearm, fast and furious became a scandal. The oper- It was a scandal before then. I mean, good night. The fact that you would actually sit there and allow straw buyers to go in to gun dealer shops, purchase arms, and watch them walk across the U.S.-Mexico border. No tracking on the guns. Oh, they said that. There's a makeshift tracking on one and barely anything that would hold a battery for 72 hours on another one. And it wasn't just Brian Terry. There was another federal agent who was killed, uh, Jamie Zapata, who was killed. There were hundreds of Mexicans who were killed, including a, a young Mexican beauty queen. There's a police chief that was killed, several that were set up for assassination. Several Americans in Arizona and New Mexico. Guns were running all the way up into the north northern part of the United States. I mean, these and, and has Trump held any of these people to account? Nope, not one. Not one. Oh, but he's promising you. He's dangling the carrot. If you'll just vote for me, I'll really drain the swamp. He hasn't drained squat since yet. He hasn't drained it, folks. Pay attention to who he puts in. <laughs> They're swamp people. I won't mention any names, but one of the biggest ones, his initials is William Barr. So after the death of Agent Terry became this this thing it blew up in Obama's face Obama's iron pipeline ploy collapsed and we know that what uh, the Congress asked Daryl Issa and Trey Gowdy and some of these guys were asking and they were threatening and they were they even held um, Eric Holder in contempt of Congress how did that work out for anybody did they get anything out of that is Eric Holder nope he's still running his mouth out there in California against President Trump uh, as I mean <laughs> Like he has anything to say. Nothing happened out of that either. And you remember the famous thing where Daryl Issa held up the piece of paper and he says, this is what you sent us and it's all blacked out. That was on Fast and Furious, by the way. Nobody was held account for that. Nobody. They still aren't. Okay? Yeah, Eric, there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Ollie North and uh, Ronald Reagan and the... Um, Iran-Contra thing. That was a gun-running thing, too. We're all the time getting into scandals, running guns, while we want to restrict our people in some way or another. Just give them to the jihadis. Give them to, you know, whoever out there. Just give them all kinds of guns. Train them with American money and all this other. But Americans, uh, 
you can't have fully automatic weapons, and you certainly can't have silencers. And uh, you know, if if we had, if Diane Feinstein had her way, it would be Mr. Ms. America turn them all in. Okay, just making the point here. All right, so here's what he says: Bump stocks were the Obama administration's last attempt to abolish our Second Amendment rights. They believed that Hillary Clinton was going to win, and after nightly news, ca- not you know, I got to tell you, I there's a part of me I think they knew from the beginning who was going to be the pick. I used to think they'll never let Donald Trump in there. And the more I saw who was around him, and then when Hillary Clinton came out and the top of her list was Donald Trump. That's who she wants. That's who she wanted as her opponent, Donald Trump. Go back and look up the news. That's who she wanted. As soon as I said that, I said, okay, there's something going on here. And, of course, we know the history that Trump has with the Clintons. They're his friends. He doesn't want to hurt them. You owe her a debt of gratitude, is what he said, America, Trump supporters. I hope you're giving her a debt of gratitude, okay? Follow the words of your leader. You're a debt of gratitude. I mean, if you really support Trump, that's what you should be doing, right? Trump said it. You should be doing it. They believed that Hillary Clinton was going to win. After nightly newscasts showing semi-automatics rapidly firing with bump stocks, a sweeping semi-automatic ban could be implemented. Thereby, they would employ Sugarman's original approach of confusion only better. They would confuse and scare the public about machine guns and obtain a full ban on semi-automatic firearms. President Trump thwarted their plan, first by winning in 2016 and second by surgically removing the bump stock straw man as a threat to our Second Amendment rights. Yeah, he did so illegally and unconstitutionally. Personally, I believe the full, fully automatic firearms should not be treated any differently from any other firearm. Politically, however, we have a long way to go to accomplish that goal. Trump's appointment of originalist judges and justices, oh, come on. These guys that he's, he's appointed aren't that. They just aren't. They aren't any of that. Appointment of originalist judges and justices will help us get there and proves that Trump is no Obama. Well, he's not. He's actually pretty crafty on a lot of this stuff, more crafty than Obama. In fact, he's gotten gun control through with this and the bribing of the states with red flag laws, which Obama never got through. See, he didn't do it directly. It's sort of under the radar. He's allowing it to take place the violation of the Constitution. Yeah, you certainly know Obama when it comes to safeguarding our Second Amendment rights. In the meantime, any Second Amendment forces would have gleefully loved to have bump stocks around to fool the public. Thanks to President Trump, the bump stock straw man was sidelined and our Second Amendment is less vulnerable to the uh, machinations of those out to destroy our rights. Now, that's the end of Mr. Knappen's piece. Now, here's what I want to make a mention of, okay? The reality is nothing could be further from the truth. Let me, let me make the point. So you want, to, you want to say the bump stock is a thing because it simulates a fully automatic weapon, okay? It simulates a fully automatic weapon. Let me give you just two examples. Now, the people who are listening by Red State Talk Radio, you won't be able to see this, but hopefully you'll be able to hear what goes on here. Now, this is a young man who's teaching you how to bump fire 
without a bump stop. Okay. This is the first guy I'm going to show you. Um, and here he comes. What's going on guys? I'm going to go ahead and explain how to bump fire from the shoulder. I'll be using my AMD and my crank here. Okay. First off, we're going to shoot with the AMD. Uh, I'm going to have you come in for some close-ups too. Okay. All right. Bump firing from the shoulder. This is probably the more difficult one, but I'm going to show you. It's pretty easy, guys. Um, first things first. Go ahead, load your gun up, right? Safety off, charge it. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and take the safety off for now, just so you can demonstrate the technique. All right, with the AMD or anything with a uh, vertical grip, okay, this really works really well from the shoulder because this uh, really gives you the the, a better area to grab to create that forward tension on the bump fire, right? When you have a standard grip like so on the rifle, it's a little bit harder. That's why uh, I'll usually wear a glove on my support hand when I do the bump fire for the crank. With the vertical grip, it's just a lot more easier, okay? Once you're ready to charge and ready to go, bring the shoulder, uh, bring the rifle up to your shoulder, okay guys? You don't pocket it, okay? Just let it float off your shoulder. Just probably, it doesn't have to be that much, just off the shoulder. No tension, don't put any force behind it. Just let it rest, just float it about maybe half an inch from your shoulder, okay? Now, with this hand, let me go ahead and take the glove off, okay? Because it operates a lot better without the glove, the trigger hand. Okay. What I do, everyone has their own technique, but what I do for the shoulder is I basically create a hook, like so, okay? This is what I do. Just lock this finger in this position. All you got to do is bring that hook, your finger, right in front of the trigger. And it floats off the shoulder. Now, aiming down your sights would, be make, would make it difficult, but it is possible, okay? So, I'm going to go ahead and do a short burst with the AMD. Important thing here, keep this hand immobile. Don't grab the, the pistol grip, don't move it, don't try to pull the trigger with it or anything like that. The forward hand is what creates, is what makes the shots go off, okay? The constant forward pressure. So with the vertical grip, it's just that much easier. Alright, so here we go. I'm going to do a burst here, guys. Double check. Yep, I'm ready to go. Here we go. Lock this hand, lock this finger, flo floating off the shoulder. You see this, guys? You don't want it tucked in, just right there. And just pull forward. And that's all it is, okay? And all you do is keep that forward pressure, okay? And the gun will automatically bump right. off the You get the idea of what goes on there. And Brian, you killed a duck and a squirrel. It was, uh, be name it, COVID numbers, huh? You saw some guys use a bump stock. You know, I've seen the bump stock used. The bump stock is for a particular um, thing. It's like the, the fully automatic weapon. It's not meant to necessarily be the most accurate. Uh, I guess that would be a suppressive fire, or if you're in the communist country, you use the whole idea of the AK was to be useful to spread it out, to spread out the shots. But the but the point is the same. Okay, so here's a guy with a technique. All right, so he's doing the same thing. Now, if somebody were to see that video, I don't know, Mr. Knappen, would they think that um, 
Maybe shoulders should be outlawed, fingers. Maybe the kind of gun he has. Because he's able to do, he's able to simulate a, a fully automatic weapon. See where I'm going with this? You see where I'm going with this? If you don't see it, let me show you another one. Okay? Really quick. I won't change shorts and sheets. Give it a go. If he, if he complains like that, that's just the finale. Now this, okay. we're going to see some belt God, loops. Side for sure, dude. Other side? And other things to be used. What's this? Yeah, this is how you want to fire a weapon. Anybody getting the idea here? All right. So for those of you on Red State Talk Radio, this kid's got a AK-47. He's got, it looks like a 50-round drum. And he holds it down by his side. He puts his thumb, just like the guy I was talking about here, he uses his thumb, though. And he hooks it into his belt loop. It's He's shooting it down at his hip. <laughs> okay? Simulating, simulating the effects of a, full, a fully automatic gun. But it's, it's one pull of the trigger, one shot. That's all it is. It's semi-automatic. Now, let me explain something to you. While Mr. Knappen is deceiving people into saying, oh, well, Trump got rid of this because this, that, and the other, and didn't do that, and it didn't do this other... The fact of the matter is, what he did was, he's saying, okay, the, the bump stock is bad. Okay, well, when you start seeing these, is it not putting in the public psyche of those who would buy into the whole thing that Mr. Knappen's talking about? Would it not also put into the psyche that, oh, hey, well, wait a minute. If these guys can use techniques with semi-automatic weapons, we got to get rid of semi-automatic weapons because people can learn to do this, and then we're really in trouble. Doesn't it do the same thing, people? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. But the problem in all of this is the violation of the law. First by Congress to write something that banned fully automatic weapons and then started defining them and stuff. Okay? And second by the administration to violate that law and to make outlaws of people who own them. Overnight. Ex post facto. And again, I have several links to some of the stories that we covered at the time. I had warned people about gun parts like echo triggers. They were going to be next on the line. You watch for it. Okay? Yeah, he's so smart, ain't he, David? <laughs> echo triggers will be right there. They can go next. Okay. Then we got the, these were the things that came out at the time. They left the echo triggers alone, at least for now. There was a Texas gun, I told you about this before, the link is here in the story I'm showing you now. A Texas gun owner sues the feds after being forced to destroy 73,000 bump stocks. Now, let's take an average. You can, you can buy a cheap-end bump stock. I think they were going for about 99 bucks, Or you can get one that's more upgraded, $250 to $400. Okay? 
Times that times 73, guys. The Trump administration caused this Texas gun store owner to lose 73,000 times whatever the price was he had on these bump stocks and money. And those companies who were specifically making bump stocks all went out of business. But yet Mr. Knappen said, oh, Trump saved our Second Amendment. Mm-hmm. Then there were several court cases that, came, that arose of this because p- some people actually understand this is what's going on. That this is against the law. So, what's going on here? The Second Amendment is under attack. It has been under attack. Now, what's interesting is, again, nobody has been brought to justice. Nobody. Over Operation Fast and Furious. Hundreds of people are dead because of Obama and Holder's little scam. And the ATF. The ATF was all in on it, too. You should read uh, Katie Pavlich's book um, on Fast and Furious. It's actually really good documenting what went on. I say, Mr. Trump, instead of banning bump stocks, which you don't have the authority to do, neither does your ATF, what you should do is your job, Article 2, Section 3. You should make sure the laws are faithfully executed. But you don't do that. Obama and Holder have blood on their hands, not just from this, but from other things. But this is one, Operation Fast and Furious. Why no, why no justice, Mr. President? Why all the talk about all the stuff that you've done? It's the greatest, the hugest, the most worshipful, the, the never before in history, never before in American history, the greatest president of all time. How come you don't bring justice? Hmm. Oh, Tim, just wait. We got to reelect him so he can finish the job of draining it. He hasn't even started. He hasn't even pulled the plug on the swamp. You know that little thing in the bathtub a long time ago? He hasn't pulled the plug out to let the water out yet. Pretty sure there isn't with regard to the murders that, that took place, um, Rebecca, but this is a federal crime. What went on? Nobody, not a single person has been held to account for that. I want you to think about that. This is the administration that calls Obama a traitor, calls Hillary a crooked, guilty as hell. Those are his words, not mine. Talks about how bad... You, can, you could tell at the debate how much he had gotten into the, uh, the, the Republican jargon, the quote-unquote conservative jargon, the radical left, the Democrat radical left, and all this, and they are. I'm not saying that, but you can tell his his speech has altered over the course of being in the White House. You have to ask yourself a question. Why is there no justice? Why are the attacks always against the American people? The guidelines for COVID. Who, who are they geared toward? Are they geared to the political elite? Nope. Nope, not at all. Gun Owners of America pointed out at the time that Trump opened the door to redefine your semi-automatic weapon, whether it be a rifle or a handgun, as fully automatic. That was the point. (laughs) 
Yeah, they did. They did bring in some jackals for that. You're right, Eric. Let me make mention of this. There were some comments about the only gun that Trump has is the one that the NRA gave him. And I don't have time to play this video here where he's promoting the concealed carry and reciprocity. And I'm telling you right now, that is the wrong way to go. I know it sounds good, but I'm telling you right now, it will set up for a national registration. Mark my words, if you're going to back that, and a lot of Second Amendment organizations do that, if you're going to back that, you're going to get a national registration. You mark my words, you'll get it eventually. But that's not true. That's not true about him just owning that gun, at least not from the reports. We know that Donald Trump has a concealed weapon permit. He's had it for a, a long time. I think he's got two pistols, Smith & Wesson, and I forget the other one I was reading on about it. And all of a sudden, that's supposed to make him pro-Second Amendment. Okay? Do you know who, all, who else also had a concealed weapon permit and carried a gun? This lady. Senator Dianne Feinstein. Now, is she pro-Second Amendment people? You see what I'm trying to show you? Just because you have a concealed weapon permit, you say, oh, it's good for me. And then Feinstein makes all the, you know, reasons why she has it. Donald Trump obviously has his reasons for having it. But no matter what your reason is, the law is supposed to protect you from overzealous politicians who want to restrict your liberty. That's what it is all about. That, which is control, and money. That's why they want to tax you. And part of that taxing is controlling. So for this New Jersey attorney, Mr. Knappen, sir, you don't stand for the law. And that has got to be one of the stupidest things I have ever read in my life by a person who says that he's an attorney. I mean, I've read some pretty stupid stuff, too. Donald Trump saved your rights by violating the law? Go figure that one out. Now, we here at the Sons of Liberty, we uphold the law. We esteem it, as Paul says. We don't do away with the law. We esteem the law. And as a result of that, we desire what God desires, and that is justice in the matter. And I have to ask, President Trump, where's justice in all of this? Not seeing it. 23 Hours will be back right into the core Wednesday with Lynn Taylor. See ya.